Happy Monday, happy middle of April, second week of April. It is blowing my mind that I just read that before we went on camera here and the year is flying by. That is not a bad thing because if you're achieving your goals and you're working your way and building that foundation, then guess what? That's great. That means you are one third of the way through the year, one third of the way through accomplishing all the goals that you set out to do at the beginning of 2019. This is going to be another tremendous show on the Popcorn Talk Network. This is a show that I know we're going to talk about an industry that a lot of people probably don't know much about. You look at it and you think one thing, but it is an entirely different thing. It requires so much dedication, and that is the world of modeling. We have an internationally published model in studio today. I'm so excited to talk with her. But first, as always, I start with some advice for a better life. And today's advice talks about leadership. And leadership is something that it takes you know, some effort to step into. And a lot of people maybe are scared to step into leadership because they think, oh, I'm not ready for leadership. They look at a position and say, oh, I'm not ready for that yet. I need to be able to grow before I get there. But the challenge that I will issue is that you grow into leadership by being in leadership. So I challenge you to maybe accept a role that you don't quite think you're ready for and then grow into it. Because leadership is gained by being in a position as much as it is gained before you actually accept that position. So maybe step out of your comfort zone and take hold of a leadership position and grow in leadership. That is, you know, part of what we learn on this show is being able to step up, be able to advance yourself and set out goals and be able to accomplish your goals. And so that's what I'm challenging you on today. Again, so excited to talk with today's guest. She is an internationally published model, Ralph Lauren guest, Tommy Hilfiger, Tommy Hilfiger, Elle magazine. She has been seen by millions of people all around the world. She is an internationally published model. Please welcome Iggy to the studio. Thank Iggy, how you, you doing? Good. Thank you, Michael, for having me. Oh, my goodness. You, this, it, it, I'm sure you hear it all the time of like people who are like, oh, my goodness, you, it must be easy for you. You're a model. <laughs> Is that something that a lot of people, you don't think they understand maybe what it takes to be a model? Oh, uh, it's definitely never been easy for me, you know. It's not uh, something that comes to you really um, that easily, but... Um, I think a lot of people think too easy about being a model, and uh, mm -hmm. I like to talk to you about it today. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, is there a, a shoot that stands out to you? I mean, you look at, uh, you've traveled all around the world. You've lived in a half dozen to a dozen places around the world. Is there a spot that, like, stands out to you or a great shoot that you did? Uh, well, I think one of my photo shoots that I did for Ralph Lauren, uh, we went to uh, Dubai, mm. and this was such a beautiful place. I think it was on the polo fields somewhere in Dubai. It was gorgeous, and uh, I really felt like I was in paradise. And mm. you're just working with so many professional people, and just being on set with such a great team is a perfect uh, experience. Now, do you feel more... I mean, you are assigned with Wilhelmina Models. You're signed with LA Models. It, was that tough to get in with, though? I mean, those are like the top of the top. Yeah. So for every city, I have a different agency. And, uh, you know, I think because I uh, started young, I had the opportunity to build my portfolio. And uh, it's also uh, a little bit of luck. You know, if you're you have the right photographers to work with or you have the, the best makeup artists to work with and your pictures look great, it's really easy to get signed with an 
better agency. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, so where are the aid? That sound might sound weird to people of like a different agent in every city. So they're working in their own cities just to book you. Well, it it starts with the mother agency. So mm-hmm. uh, you get a mother agency, and a few years ago when I started, that was in Amsterdam, and my mother agency would send me out to Istanbul or Milan or Paris, and. Um, after a while, uh, I moved to L.A., and I got a new model agency. I'm now mm. with uh, Aston Models for Prints. And, you know, again, if I want to travel, for example, in Mexico or I want to go to Cape Town, your mother agency will take care of you, and they will uh, sign you with one of the other agencies. Is it like, a, like two or three times a month that you're tra- – I mean, how often are you actually traveling and going around the world? So thank God I'm not traveling that much anymore. Uh, I'm trying to stay a little bit local, but uh, I've been traveling my whole life. So I'm very happy to have a home here. And, you know, here in the U.S., I travel to Miami and I travel to Chicago. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline or uh, New York. Mm -hmm. Those are the cities you go to. And, um, yeah, I want to keep it with that a little bit because uh, after traveling so much, it's just (laughs) enough. Yeah, it's got to burn you out, I'm sure, at some point. That's the thing is people look at this life and they're like, oh, it's so glamorous, you get to travel around, but that it takes a toll. It does. Uh, Sometimes I feel it at my body that, hey, I'm doing too much. I'm working out too much. I'm working too much or I have no sleep. And then I'm asking too much of my body and then I really need to take a time out. Mm -hmm. And mostly it's once a year I go back to my family in December. I go back to the Netherlands and I take one month off. No gym, no must, uh, no diets, no nothing. And it's really good to just get back to... uh, uh, safe level again. Absolutely. And we're going to talk uh, throughout this about uh, the dedication, because I think if, if you look at like the biggest challenge, it is that dedication. It is that, like you're saying, going to the gym, eating healthy on the diet, making sure that you're prepared for whatever shoot might come your way. Uh, so we're going to definitely talk about that. I want to be able to shout out you on social media before we get started on Instagram, which I know where you're most active, at Egith, yes. uh, which is your uh, your original name. It's and true. you know you go by Iggy. Iggy is a nickname for people wondering how we said Iggy at the start of the show. And certainly uh, grateful to be here on the Popcorn Talk Network, which is at the Popcorn Talk on Instagram and Twitter. And then you can follow me before and after the show at the only MC on Instagram and Twitter. We're also available on Apple Podcasts. So if you're not watching live, you can listen. Maybe if you're on a drive, just like, comment, subscribe, tell a friend. We give this content to you guys for free. All we ask is you just spread that motivation. And you mentioned you grew up in Europe, mm-hmm. which obviously a long ways from here, but then you also were not intending to be a model. You a equestrian. I was. I wasn't a question for a long time. I grew up with horses, and I always uh, worked in the horse world as a professional show jumper. Okay. Actually, the first time when I moved to uh, America, I was 17, and I moved to New Jersey to work at a farm in uh, Pittstown. Wow. Where I was training horses, uh, hunters, and show jumpers. How old were you? I was 17 at that time. 
Wow. Yes. And, uh, you know, modeling was always something that I did on the side, but it was a never... Picture. There's a picture of who oh. we were watching live <laughs> in your horse. Way back when I had long hair. <laughs> Look at that. That's a cutie one. Yeah. So this is actually made at a stable that I uh, worked for. It's uh, called the uh, Woodfield Stables in Holland. And, um, you know, that's where my journey began. I always uh, trained there and I, you know, used to go on every show every weekend. And uh, this company also gave me my first photo shoot because uh, they needed uh, someone for their brochure. Mm. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And I took pictures and this photographer was really famous and he loved me so much. And that's how I actually got into modeling. That was so that was uh, was it? I mean, random. Is that the best? Random. Yeah, because I was just a horse girl. I was just a little farmer's girl. So what was your plan? I mean, it was... Can you do equestrian for a career? Is that was that your initial thought? Yeah, yeah, I would definitely be a, a profession in this, and uh, yeah, a lot of people in Holland they make their money with horse riding. Really? What are you, is that? What your parents do, or any other family members do that? We have a farm, but uh, my mom just rides for pleasure and not okay. for uh, competition. But a lot of people do, and actually, uh, America, uh, the Americans have a lot of horses from Holland. They pu- they buy a lot of horses in Holland to train here. How do you look back sometimes and think like, what if, you know, what if that at sixteen you you wouldn't have been spotted and and had the photographs. Good question. Uh, I'm actually really happy it, happy it, it happened because uh, the horse world is amazing, but it's such a small world, mm-hmm. and every weekend is the same. You go to shows, you tack up your horses, you clean your stables, you mock stalls. Uh, you know, it's, it's a beautiful lifestyle, don't forget me wrong, but it's a little bit close-minded. And mm-hmm. I feel because I'm a model, I've traveled so much and I've seen so much from the world and I've seen so many cultures that I'm really happy that I took a turn in my life. Yeah. And again, it's not like you can't still ride horses. Exactly. I don't do that often, <laughs> though. Actually, I went this weekend with uh, one of my best friends. She gave me a birthday present for uh, to ride horses here at the Hollywood Hills. So oh, that wow. Was fun. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's one of those things like you never, it's like golf or something. You cannot not play golf, you can still go out. Exactly, and I have uh, both. How much was it, was it an immediate change then at age 16 for modeling, or was that something that it was like gradual of, oh, maybe starting out doing some shoots, but then, you know, you're still a Mm 16-year-old, or was it like an immediate, like, okay, you're now on this path? No, with me, it went slowly, because I was so dedicated to horse riding, Mm -hmm. I, I always thought, no, okay, modeling is fun for the, on the side, but horses are first but mm-hmm. um i also was studying i did a i did my bachelor of business administration and uh, because of that because of my school i did an internship in dubai and that's how i ended up with wilhelmina dubai where i'm signed with and uh, they gave me a lot of good jobs uh ralph lauren tommy hilfiger mm-hmm. clarence and because of that work I could got uh, I got my O one visa here in the U S. So it's like slowly little bits, you know. Like you're working your whole career, you're yeah. working on your portfolio, mm-hmm. and if you have the right sources for a great portfolio, you can make it bigger and bigger. Is that I mean even your attitude now of looking at how to improve? Because that was one of the questions I had was I look at models and I wonder how certain models set themselves apart, mm-hmm. and is it because of portfolio is it is there tips and tricks of i mean you in the industry probably know of looking at people where people from the outside say i don't see much of a difference between a and b 
but you're probably looking at yourself versus someone else or two other models and you're able to see differences. Is portfolio a big part of that? Uh, you know, you have different kind of models. So you have models that only do uh, print. You have models that only do catwalk or runway or uh, commercials. And if you're a good model, you can do all three of them. Hmm. And I think uh, on the photo shoot side, I uh, have a lot of knowledge and I know exactly how to move. And when a photographer is clicking, I know how to take my next pose. And, you know, that's uh, that's a trick and that's some that's something that good models all have. Mm -hmm. And then because I'm 5'11", I can do the runway. So I did mm -hmm. a lot of runways as well. What is a runway, like, minimum height? Because I know and tall definitely helps for runway. Well, I was surprised. Here in L.A., the models are a little bit shorter. But uh, <laughs> in Paris, they don't call you a runway model unless you're 5'11 and above. Really? That is... That, I mean, it, I guess that's not surprising. I guess maybe that's just something that... It would take people by surprise. But in L.A., what, here in the U.S.? Uh, it's a little bit more commercial here in the U.S. So I see models on the runway that are 5'9", five, 5'8", five, mm. sometimes, you know. And, and that's also the beauty of uh, living here. I think it's amazing that everybody can work hard and be on the runway. Why not? You know, like we're old people. And uh, if you have that energy to be on the runway, why not? At age 16, did you know what modeling entailed of what that dedication of training diet you know making sure that you're in a good shape all year round did you know that at 16 and getting into it oh uh no i did not know anything about that you know uh when you're 16 and you're thrown into a model apartment in milan and you're living with other models around you you learn a lot Good things and bad things. They learn you. Uh, you know, I've been through crazy phases of only eating uh, one potato a day or one avocado a day or, you know, skipping meals or these things, you know, all these little th tricks to stay skinny or work in the industry. And, you know, thank God I was 16 and not 12 or 13 or, you know, even younger because that would have not been really good. So when you were discovered, you were immediately put in an apartment in Milan? Well, so if you go up roads okay. and that mostly if you're like discovered they mostly send you out to the international markets and in europe that's paris milan and london hmm. so i went to paris and the first season was horrible i i didn't do well <laughs> <laughs> i did one fashion week and uh, i think i only had like two shows and i was such a baby but you know the experience was amazing how many girls were living in this apartment i mean is it because is that a common thing Oh, it's it, oh yeah, it's definitely a common thing, and uh, um, it really depends because girls are coming and leaving. So you can imagine how dirty these mm -hmm. houses were. It was disgusting. At some places, you could not even eat. It was horrible. Wow. But uh, in uh, Istanbul, I was sleeping with four other girls in one room. Yes. <laughs> and you're, do you view them as competition? Do you view them as friends? Yeah, uh, so I don't know. I never saw other girls as competition because I, I think I'm really a happy soul. I never mm -hmm. saw any competition in the other girls. I think we're all beautiful and they all had a different look. So they were not really in my street. But yeah, there's definitely some bitch fighting, fighting around. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. Because I, I, I'm sure you look at it and. A lot of a lot of girls are trying to get into this industry. I mean, a lot of guys, no matter who mm -hmm. you are, you're trying to, to be a model. I mean, heck, you, you step outside in L.A. and you have people taking Instagram photos and everyone's trying to be a model and hashtag model and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I imagine like at the at the at the opening level, it's very crowded. It is. How do you set your how did you set yourself apart at that level? 
Good question. Um, dedication, working hard, um, taking care of myself and my skin, and f for sure, attitude. Because mm. I, I think my dad sometimes said, you know, you're really pretty, but what's going to make you different? You know, and I don't think I was always the best model, but my attitude was always really good. I was always on time. I would never complain. I would just, you know, really be motivated and I would, you know, uh, try to help on every set, uh, try to, you know, help everybody to make the best photo shoot. And mm -hmm. I think uh, a lot of girls, they take it for granted and they're not nice. And I, I think it's really important to be nice on everybody. I try to say hello to everybody when I, if I arrive on set in the morning, I want to introduce myself to everybody. I want everybody to know their names and I want to know their names. And I think that's really important to show that you care. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, that, that leaves a lasting memory too. Yeah. Because it's not, the more you get into any industry, you look at it and it's not just about one day gigs. It's about forming that relationship so that one day turns into 10 days and turns into a month and turns into a year and turns yes. into a five-year relationship that yes. you get that uh, you get that reputation. Yeah, you want to build a relationship with your clients so they'll book you every season. Mm -hmm. Was that uh, then formed from just that being nice, making sure that you're reliable? Yeah, I think that's uh, definitely a big part of it. And uh Keeping up with people nowadays with social media, it's so easy to keep up with designers or mm. send a quick message or just a little heart or say, I love your work. Even if you're not working together, you can tell the producer like, oh, my God, I love your new video or just, just these little things. They'll, yeah. So they'll keep rem uh, remembering you. Mm -hmm. that, the little things that you, you're right. It takes 10 seconds, 15 seconds. I think a lot of people look at it and... You know, social media, and certainly we all have our phones on us. Mm -hmm. We're all addicted, you know, probably to a certain extent. But it also does make it really easy, like you're saying. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you can look at it and say, oh, I can spend four hours on Instagram. You're right. Or you could spend four minutes. Yeah. And I think as long as you're looking at your time correctly, it's easy. You can do a lot in four minutes. It's a beautiful device. Yeah. You're talking about the dedication you said. You're making sure that you're staying fit, making sure that your skin looks good. What uh, tips and tricks have you learned along the way? Or take me through, here you go, take me through a day in the life. Oh, that's a good one. Should we do a typical Monday let's, when I'm not working? Let's or? do a typical, <laughs> let's do, because uh, I know you said you took December off. So let's go uh, like July, a typical day, you know, on a day that you're working and you're prepping for a photo shoot coming up. Take me through a day in the life. All right. So in July, it's a Miami Swim Week. So Miami Swim Week is uh, kind of tough because you have to be in bikini all day. Mm -hmm. So my schedule is stricter. Uh, I, I'm a morning person. I love my magical morning. So I wake up mostly around 6, 7 a.m. Uh, I would make myself a coffee, maybe some water with lemon. And then I'll hit the gym. And in that month, uh, I have a personal trainer because mm -hmm. it's better to train with somebody to uh, for the runways. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll have an hour workout. I love stretching. I, I can spend hours in the gym. It's a little bit of an addiction. I love to <laughs> stretch and uh, go for a sauna or anything. Just everything that makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. So I will do that. And then sometimes, you know, most of the times when I'm not working, I will have a casting or an audition and uh, I would go to those. Um, for lunch, um, I'm doing meal prep, but look what happens. Uh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I will get cuts from the oven or from uh, home cooking. and uh, But it's much healthier to eat at home. Yeah. So I'm trying to do more meal prepping mm -hmm. and everything. 
Um, I try to work out twice a day. So after my castings and auditions, uh, I like to do a hot yoga class in the evening because mm-hmm. it relaxes me and I meditate a lot. I forgot that actually. So mm-hmm. when I wake up, I do a morning meditation, guided. I have an app, a special app that I use and it's a mm-hmm. guided meditation and I can choose five, seven, ten minutes. And it really helps me to be grateful and, you know, to set me up for the day in a positive way. And I mm-hmm. think that's really important in my job. Mm-hmm. So back to the hot yoga, hot yoga, again, very spiritual and meditation <laughs> orientated. Uh, I like to do that. And then I go to bed very early, 10 p.m. I'm dead. Yeah. And I love that routine, yeah. you know, because I wake up so early. I love to go to bed at 10, 11. And it's just, it is such a dedicated lifestyle of even hearing that. And if people are like, oh, that's not that busy. But I think it's it's saying no to things. Mm. Oh, yeah, saying no to a lot of things, yes. How much is that a daily thing? And looking, looking so, at looking at things at the grocery store, looking at things, and thinking like, "Well, I can't do that," or "I'm I'm going to choose." I think it's almost you're choosing not to do it. It's not you're yeah. saying no, but you're saying I want something else more. Well, I choose this lifestyle. Lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a choice. But yes, I definitely probably am a boring boring person from Monday t- till uh, Friday, you know, <laughs> for a lot of people because I like my structure. It's like I'm addicted to it, right? From mm-hmm. Monday till Thursday, I just want to eat clean mm-hmm. and I just want to have my routine with sleeping. So I have my eight hours of sleep. And yes, I have to say no to parties sometimes. And yes, I can't go to every party with my friends and, you know, mm-hmm. The older I'm getting, I, I, I do think it's not that important anymore than it used to be. Mm-hmm. But you need to, if you really want this, you got to stay focused on your goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you have to put in that time. You have to build that foundation. Mm-hmm. Like you said, now, I mean, you've been uh, a model for you know, 12, 13 years. And so it really has, like, you've already done that. You've yeah. put in that work. You know, you've done the grind. You've done the dedication. You've built the relationships. And now you're able to enjoy that, I think, a little yeah. more. Uh, which is great because a lot of people, I think a lot of people, no matter what industry, they're 20 or 21 years old and they're like, they see people maybe in their late 20s or early 30s not doing that and thinking, oh, well, I can do that too. And that's, it's not the case. That's not the case. You have to build a foundation. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Thank God I'm finally on that level (laughs) that I can relax a little bit, right? Because there's been some hard work before. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I do deserve that. Yeah. And that's also the beauty of like not traveling anymore because I established my customers and my clients here now Mm -hmm. in LA. You know, I have uh, recent clients that come back every month. But if you're traveling and you're young, so when I was 16, I was traveling from Milan, Paris and Istanbul and Dubai and back to London, you know, then you don't really make a base. So you can't Mm -hmm. really. So if the client likes you, and you're not there the next season, they'll forget about you. Yeah. So next. Next. And there's always another pretty lady coming around the corner. <laughs> but I think uh, that's also why I wanted to uh, have a base here in L.A. You know, after all that traveling, I wanted to be here and set up. Did that ever get exhausting? I mean, like, oh, I, again, people look at it and say, oh, you're traveling the world. It has to be fantastic. But did it get exhausting? Was it, it I don't know, lonely? Lonely sometimes, yes, but I love my job so much, and I, I'm mm. so grateful that I can do this. Like, I, I can't say how much I love my job, and mm-hmm. uh, there's so many people that want my life, and th- th- I know that is not rare. It's not 
normal to have my life. Mm-hmm. So I'm really happy to do this. And I love traveling. And of course, it makes you tired. But knowing that there's going to be a next shoot and I'm going to meet new people, I'm going to see new cultures, I'm going to see a new city makes makes me alive. Was and you're so fortunate right now, and you again, you've earned that. So the, mm-hmm. the fortunate and congratulations on, like you said, you have clients right now. You're booking things every single month. Starting off, was it ever a challenge of a challenge or a worry of wondering where that next booking is going to come from, wondering where that next paycheck could come oh. from, and is this? Do you speak out of it? experience? Because I think oh. actors and hosting, oh, yeah. they know how oh, this is. Hundred percent, yeah. Yeah, we love our jobs, but we don't have a nine till five job, so we never mm-hmm. have that security of a, a, a check coming in every month. Mm-hmm. Sometimes uh, we don't have a month nothing, or uh, somebody's not paying after three months. You know, yep. that happens a lot. And, um, you know, I, I learned not to worry about it too much because the more you worry, it's not going to be better. It's not mm-hmm. going to make it better. But, yeah, that gives some stress sometimes for sure. Was there ever a time when you thought about giving up? Oh, yes. There was a lot of times that I wanted to call my mother. I'm like, Mom, I think you got to send some money because <laughs> this is not going so well. And actually that happened. You know, when I first moved to L.A., I came here with nothing. I was living in a model apartment again because I didn't know anyone in this town. And it was Mm -hmm. so hard for me to uh, find an agency. And I have to say, America is the most difficult country to get your work visa. Mm. You know, I Mm -hmm. I didn't marry an American guy to stay here. (laughs) I really worked here to be here. So, um, yeah, there were some tough times here. And thank God I never gave up. And Thank God I have a beautiful family that always supports me and loves me very much and I can always fall back on. Yeah, getting a getting a visa is not easy. Especially yeah. now, I think for you it was it was a long process. Oh yeah. It took me, I think, together almost one year to get everything settled. Yes. Wow. Yeah. You almost went back? I did. So um I think I came here almost three years ago for the first time, and uh, I was looking for an agency because you need a petitioner, you need a modeling agency, you need to find uh, a company, an American company that wants to work with you for three years. You need to find all of this, and then letters, recommendation letters. You need 80 publications. 80? Yeah. So thank God I was older, and I had all this work already done. I worked with Ralph Lauren. That really helped me to get my visa here, mm-hmm. but... Um, to find an agency because a lot of people they don't want to pay for the visa because it's also you know very expensive so I think I was here three months trying to figure everything out and I couldn't get it together and it was the last week that I found a company that wanted to sign my petitioner for three years so it was like I was about to give up I already booked my flight back to Holland and then I got this photo shoot, and this company, amazing company, gave me the chance. They said, well, you worked amazing for our shoot. We want to book you again. And I'm like, well, you guys, this yeah. is my last week. I'm going home next week. You know, I, I, I can't stay here in the U.S. And they're like, well, we got to change that because you belong here. So wow. that was my luck. What did that do to reaffirm? Because you, you, you work, and we all work, I mean, in an industry where people look at looks. And so to be reaffirmed like that with a company saying, no, you belong here. This is what you were meant to do. What did that feel like? I mean, what did that mean to you? Yeah, that that was such a great feeling because you, you're, you're having so many doubts about yourself if you hear no, no, no every time. I was 
you know, everybody, it hurts to hear no. It, it's not like, oh, no, we have a girl like you already, or we're not looking for blonde hair, or we're not looking for, you're too tall. You know, like all these things, there's always an excuse yeah. to not sign me. So mm -hmm. I had so many no's. And then one company that says, well, well, Iggy, we think you are amazing and you definitely belong in the U.S. Look at your portfolio. Look at all the jobs that you've done before this. Like, look at your work and how professional you are. And no, we want you to stay. That's an amazing feeling. Is that something that, that burns out, you think, a lot of models? Is that hearing no and, and almost focusing on the reasons for the no? Because like you were saying, people go in and be like, oh, we're looking for a blonde. Oh, you're too tall. Oh, you're this. Oh, you're not this. Is that get to a lot of models? Does that get to a yeah. lot of people in the industry? For sure. I think you need, uh, you need a really thick skin to survive. And a lot of girls don't. And that's normal. Yeah. In which uh, profession do you hear no all the time about your appearance? Mm -hmm. You know, Because actually they don't look at your brain. They only look mm -hmm. on the way you look from the outside, and that's really hard. Who did you look up to, or who do you still look up to, I mean, in the industry? Uh, you know, I, I always had a, a crush on the Victoria's Secret models. <laughs> <laughs> If I can say, like, there's one Dutch model. Her name is Doutse Cruz. I think she's mm. a mom of two right now, and wow. I think she is so beautiful. She's so natural, and, yeah, I adore her. What are your thoughts, and uh, a question I was... You know, wondering, it, we live in a society where, again, I think I mentioned this earlier, where everyone wants to be a model. Everyone thinks it's a model. And you have Instagram models and you have everything. Else. What do you think about that? I mean, and is that helping the modeling industry? Is that hurting the model industry where people are, everyone's thinking they're a model or people are doing model activities on Instagram? It, helping, hurting the industry? What are your thoughts? In the beginning, I always thought, like, this is bad for my industry. But I don't want to talk people down because I feel like everybody is a person, a human being, and we're all beautiful, and mm -hmm. we should never judge on your height or your weight or whatever. But uh, in certain uh, things, like being a runway model, yeah, I think you need some requirements because otherwise I wouldn't have a job anymore, <laughs> right? Why, why would I be a model? You know, mm -hmm. you have to have those specific uh, things to be called a model. Mm -hmm. What do you do for fun? What's, what's oh, fun? We talked about question. the dedication. We talked about <laughs> the saying no to things and the diet and, you know, all the things that you do on a regular basis. What's fun? Because, you know, the, there is benefits, obviously, and you, you want to be able to, you can explore the, the world or, like, on a daily basis. Do you have any cheat meals? Like, what, oh, what, what is fun? I have so much fun in my life. Uh, first of all, I love music and I love dancing. So I sing, too, just for mm. fun, because mm. I'm not that great. But I just love singing and expressing myself. And it's just all these vibrations that come out when I sing. And then, of course, I love food. Ah. <laughs> I love my friends, and I love food. And I love to go for nice dinners. And I love to just be surrounded by all these lovely people in my world. You're talking about food. It seems, you know, for a lot of people who are like, oh, but there's no way she looks like that and she's able to have cheat meals. What What is your rule on cheat meals? Ooh, we were just talking about yeah. this, right? Uh, I love my cheat meals. It's only Monday today and I'm already thinking, what am I going <laughs> to take this Saturday for my cheat meal? So uh, I try to do it once a week. Okay. So I have something to look forward to. Uh, last Saturday it was 
vegan pizza, so it's still kind of healthy, but with extra dough because I love dough. <laughs> and I don't really do carbs during the week, so that's like my mm-hmm. only carb meal. And then I finished it up with Ben and Jerry's mm. ice cream. I mean, it just, what are we waiting? Why are we even still having this show? Let's wrap the show. We're going to get some pizza and ice. <laughs> no, like, it's why Monday. Still, I had a, like a small, it was at the, at the office. <laughs> Good, uh, good uh, transition there by uh, uh, Jeff Graham in the booth. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> uh, I had a small piece of cake before I came here, and I was like, "No, <gasps> really? what? Mm, I, what kind of cake? I oh, want to know." Like a, it was a multi-layer, like chocolate vanilla that was some uh, raspberry filling, and I was like, "Oh, this is like you." It's like, "Oh, this is Monday. I can't be doing this already. I had I a cheat day on Saturday." Uh, do you plan them out then? Is it every week? Do you, like, Saturdays? Yeah, is it... I try to do the weekends if okay. I'm not working. So sometimes uh, I have to, sometimes I'm working in the weekends, and then I'm like, on Monday, I'm like, oh, I missed my cheat day. And my <laughs> body's literally asking for it. So then on Monday, I will do it. You know, it's literally depending on my yeah. schedule. Do you look at it and go based on, like, I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this, of, like, we, we talked before the show about cheat meals and, and kind of taking time off like you do in December being a good thing hmm. because you know your body, you know what your body responds to. How long uh, into the journey did it take you to kind of realize that, hmm. of being able to take literally the month of December off? Whereas sometimes when you're young and you're like, no, 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 I'm grinding all the time. I'm not taking a break. I'm not taking any kind of, you know, personal time. How long into the journey did that take you and what, how important is that? Well, I think I'm still learning my body. I'm still not there yet. I thought I was there, but I'm I'm still learning my own body, and that's a beautiful thing. But, yeah, I remember when I was younger, I was only focusing on calories and burning calories and counting calories, that it was so exhausting, and that's so not good for your body. It's like, you know, exhausting your body. And then slowly, the older I got, the more I was satisfied with myself because mm-hmm. it's also a form of self-love. Mm-hmm. And accepting yourself the way you are and see, looking back at pictures and saying like, hey, I was beautiful at that moment. Why did I not notice that? Yeah. You know, and I was doing that diet then or I was eating that. And Oh, I was actually eating really bad at that time. But look at the pictures. I still look amazing. So you're just learning every day, you know, and I, mm-hmm. you know, I'm in my late 20s now and I do feel like my body is changing a little bit more than I used to uh have mm-hmm. and uh, after that one month off in December, I, I it took me a little bit longer to come back on the road <laughs> and be back on my own uh, old weights. Well, you mentioned the, the potato a day diet you used to get. <laughs> what is that? It's actually an avocado a day. So an avocado a day. I- it's alkalizing, you know. Okay. Uh, this is it, what is that? You split it in half or you eat it all at one time? Or like, <laughs> I'm trying to think the best way to manage an avocado a day. Oh, my God. I only, thank God, I, I only did this for two days. But there were <laughs> girls in my apartment that could do that literally for a whole week. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do you, have you seen, I'm sure, being in the industry, crazy diets that people have done? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, Kate Moss diets running around L.A. and uh, What's the craziest that you, I mean, what's the craziest you've seen or crazy ones that you've seen people doing and you're like, this, this can't be healthy? You know, I, I have to say I haven't been healthy either, so I will never judge mm-hmm. uh, other models in this because I know how hard it is to keep up with everything. Mm-hmm. So um, don't judge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, um, uh, you know, you learn. I learn from my mistakes, and I'm trying mm-hmm. to be healthy. I, uh, now, 
I want to be a, an example and a role model for mm. other girls that are beginning now. And I want to show them, like, hey, you don't need to starve yourself to be a model. You know, you can do it in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. And that's the road I'm taking now. And I think that is something, whether people are models or not, and young girls and young boys, trying to just be happy with themselves oh, and yeah. find that self-love. And I love that you are trying to spread that and being able to share that message. Do you have any tips of, of how to do that? I mean, when you're talking with young girls or boys or anyone, whether they're young or old, about mm-hmm. trying to just find satisfaction in their looks. I know that's a huge thing in today's society. What advice do you have or what do you tell them? Or how do you do it for yourself? Yeah, well, um, you know, I read a lot of books that really helped me. It started all with mirror work from Louise Hay. She really helped mm. me. If anybody wants to read her book, she is such a lovely lady, so lovable. Mm. Also another book. Um, you know, it's starting with every morning looking in the mirror and say, like, hey, you're beautiful. You are so worthy to be here and um, you know no judgment to anyone mm-hmm. to yourself and to other people I really feel like that helps if you're not judging you mm-hmm. know like be okay with what is and I'm trusting the universe a lot too you know like don't be upset or don't have any angry feelings or about things that are happening around you just trust in the universe and stay positive mm-hmm. very important and meditation for me helps a lot Mm-hmm. Yes. We have a question in the chat. Um, do people ever look down on you or make assumptions about your intelligence because of your job? And how do you combat that? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. You know, I feel always sometimes I go to a party and my friends are like, oh, yeah, this Iggy, she's a model. And I'm like, I'm so much more than a model. But people are so used to like, OK, Iggy, the model. Mm. But, you know, I get that stamp all myself and mm-hmm. I want to get away from that mm-hmm. I think uh, it's not something I'm that proud of anymore you know mm. I, modeling is beautiful and I love my job but I feel like a lot of other people have a, an opinion about it mm-hmm. so I always I try to even be smarter or I sometimes I want to push it a little bit like hey I mm-hmm. have a voice I can talk I'm much more than mm-hmm. a model look what mm-hmm. I can do or I finished my bachelor of business administration you know like yeah. these are little things that of course are also in my mind playing mm-hmm. and I know you you started to get into acting too I did I, I don't think I'm that good at it actually <laughs> you got roles you had to be good enough to get the roles well they always give me the Russian model look role <laughs> or the James Bond girl or the non-speaking model you know it, it's the beginning. Do you want to do more of that? I mean, you're talking about not just being known for a model, but expanding. Is that one of the areas? I would love to. That's why I moved here. You know, mm. it's, it's definitely something I still want to do, and uh, I'm working on it. It's really funny because my uh, acting coach, he said to me, like, you know, you haven't been to shit enough to be an actress. And I was like, why? Because you're always <laughs> smiley and happy. You can't be a good actress if you're always smiley and happy. So uh, that was really funny. So there are I, people. We need people to fill the happy roles. I can play those. See? Right? Yes. Let's start there. And then I'll cry or maybe, you know, after more life experiences, I will uh, get some more wrinkles. You go back to the avocado a day diet, you're going to be crying. <laughs> I'd be crying if I was on the avocado a day diet. Oh, my goodness. I love avocados. Though. I'm surprised you made it two days. I would have made it two hours. So. <laughs> Congratulations on that. Uh, 
where do you see yourself in like five? Or, do you set goals of like five or ten years? I mean, yeah. what, what are your current five or ten year goals? So I, I actually do affirmations every morning, mm. and I truly believe in affirmations. When I do my meditation, I do my affirmations, mm-hmm. and actually, my first affirmation now is, I'm gonna have my own TV show about health in one year. That's mm. my affirmation. So I, I really it. want to talk about health and helping and inspiring other models and girls in this area. And uh, that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I love that. Hey, that's fantastic. And I totally see that for you. I will help speak that into existence. Ooh. I'll pray for you. That is fantastic. Because I see that. And I've seen that from the you know the 40 minutes that we've been talking. Of You Aww. have just such a kind heart. Thank you. And you want to be able to help people. For anyone looking to get into the industry, what advice do you have for them? The 16-year-old who just oh. got their photos taken. You know, someone who is maybe living in that apartment alone or just moved to the U.S. trying to get ahead. What advice do you have for them? Well, of course, don't give up. <laughs> don't give up. I almost wanted to give up after three months trying to get signed and, uh, you know, believe in yourself. Uh, don't listen to other people. I had so many people telling me, like, oh, Iggy, you're sure you want to move to the U.S.? Because I don't know if that's your sizes or I don't know you know like it's gonna be really hard for you to get a visa and there were so many people trying to put me down that I almost believed in those people and it's so sad you know and I feel like if you do those affirmations and you talk to yourself like hey I can do this I'm gonna make it Mm -hmm. you will in 40 years 50 years you know people look back and they're looking at the magazines and they see you and they're like oh Iggy oh yeah 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 and they're like she was blank what do you want people to say about your life the way you lived your modeling career two or three things of like oh yeah that's Iggy oh yeah yeah she was blank beautiful Um, I don't know if you um, I think God gave us two hands and it's one hand for ourselves and one hand for somebody else. So I would love to help other people. That's my goal. And I want people to look back at me and say, like, hey, Iggy, she really made a change in the world. I love that. The two hands. I've never thought of it like that. That's, that's beautiful. That is incredible. That's actually beautiful. stolen by uh, Audrey Hepburn, but she oh, was Dutch too, so I can Dutch. do that. She was Dutch, and like we talked about before the show, I'm Dutch. Yes, so this you has are. Been a whole, this my is a Dutch mom's show. maiden name. Uh, parents are watching, I believe, right now, so shout out to Dave and Judy. Ooh. Uh, so Judy's uh, maiden name is Blau. So yes, Blau. Yeah, I thought about wearing wooden shoes in here. I mean, that really would I'm a little bit disappointed, actually. Do you own a pair of wooden shoes? I, I think I have one pair back in uh, Holland, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Never wear them. Yeah, it's uh, it was always growing up. Had the wooden shoes, had the windmills, had uh, you went different... hardcore. Oh yeah, you're the real. You're more Dutch than I am, probably. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if I'd go that far. Thank you so much. Thank you for just for being open and being honest. And I know, especially again, I've learned so much, and I hope everyone watching this has learned so much just about an industry that we always look at superficially, which is. You look at it and you're like, oh, they're pretty. He or she is pretty. They obviously got to their position because they were pretty. They don't have to work. Mm-hmm. And that is that is false, 100% false, because the dedication that you have of saying no to things and looking at it and being like, I have to do this. I have to get up at 6 a.m. every day. I have to go to the gym. I have to be able to do this. And that takes work. It does. So, but it pays off. So but it pays don't off. Don't give up. So don't give up. Don't give up. Keep 
you know, do a meal prep, even though you might get a little cut on your <laughs> hand. Burn, yeah. Even though you might get a burn on your hand, it's, it's worth, worth it. It's worth it. There you go. So thank you so much. Thank you for I having me, I appreciate that. This is another episode of I Can Never Be on the Popcorn Talk. Hope you guys enjoyed this. And if you do, tell a friend. Go like, comment on this video. If you're listening via uh, Apple Podcasts, you can like and comment and subscribe there. We, I think, still have a 5.0 rating, almost 80 ratings, which is fantastic. So appreciate it for everyone who has commented on that, given their five stars. Thank you so much. Again, this content is free. The whole point of this show is just to be able to spread positivity, spread love and light. So we have more episodes coming up. Season five we are in the middle of right now. We have so many more guests lined up, a lot more stories of actors, athletes, musicians, models, people who you look up to every single day and you think, man, I could never be that person. But guess what? The right attitude, the right work ethic, and the right amount of investment, you can do exactly what they're doing. We'll see you next time. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.